Let's embark on a time travel journey, take a trip to the end and beginning of time, and unravel the mysteries of ancient times. It's the ancient talk tales. Good day everyone and welcome to another edition of Ancient Talk Tales with me, your host, Angela Oluwa. Today, I will be taking us through the history of mental health. So stay tuned guys, this promises to be fun, educative and enlightening. In progression guys, I'll be taking us through the ancient Greece, ancient Egypt, ancient China, the Middle Ages, the Renaissance, Renaissance, pardon me, I'm so excited. We're talking about Renaissance, we'll be talking about the 18th to 19th century, down to the 20th to 21st century. And we can even take the futuristic, <laughs> futuristic ideas and uh, I might include ancient China. But then uh, we'll be breaking this down into series because this is a whole lot to talk about. Uh, subsequently, we'll be having to invite people to the show because it's a very sensitive topic to talk about and uh yeah so uh this is fun for me and like i said educating so stay tuned guys yes you heard me right exorcism and herbal remedies to drive out evil influences you heard me so then uh, they also had temples that served as centers for healing you know yeah healing where priests their priests then where the priests played a dual role like the priest was serving as a religious figure and also as a healer the preachers to them preaches them the values of the holy bible and whatever cases like mental illness comes up if they don't want to go through the process of exorcism or probably other remedies, they'll just go through their religious figure who serve as a healer to them. So in ancient Greece, mental illness was also referred to as mental illness and not mental health. But unlike uh, ancient Egypt, the Greek people had a great philosopher uh let me remember his name right now yeah we had he, they had a great philosopher known as hippocrates or hippocrite yeah you heard me right hippocrates this man came to there told them that unlike egypt do you know that mental illness is actually or can actually be a naturalistic uh event that that is it could be self-inflicted forgive me self-inflicted or genetic so rather than holding on to the supernatural ideas it developed uh, a theory known as humoral theory and this theory was attributed to uh, the imbalance of bodily fluids that the body fluids could be imbalanced it could be like i said earlier self-inflicted or genetic so they kept going on to this and they held on to that and they deduced or came about different treatments to use. The treatment they used in Greek was dietary changes, exercise, 
and relax relaxation techniques all of this was to restore the balance of the individual so guys i believe you guys are seeing the things i want you to see i'm not here to differentiate yeah i'm not here to differentiate between uh, different countries or ancient times no i'm here to tell you about how each situation was handled in different ancient places yeah now back to what we were discussing about the middle ages this was between the 5th to 15th century during the middle ages it was still regarded to as mental illness and it was seen then as a sign of divine punishment or demonic possession these people had something in common and that is between they had something in common with the ancient egypt yeah they, they saw it as oh this is a sign of demonic possession of ah this person has been inflicted by the gods and unlike uh, the egyptians the middle ages provided asylums asylums such as Bethlehem Real Hospital in London uh, they established it but even with the establishment the um, the new power management of it the conditions there as I read and researched was very harsh and there was little understanding of what they were treating they treated them as oh no this is so crazy they're mad oh sorry for the M word but then they say as oh this is not something we can associate with even when they treat them just stigmas attached to it and was still not so improved as it should have been so then now we leave the middle ages and see how it was in the time of the renaissance the renaissance time brought about the revival of interest i would say these people have um something in common with ancient greece yeah but although not so full they they had a revival of interest in science and medicine yeah they were developing hypotheses theories to come about the the cure for mental illness if there would be any so they influenced the study of mental health they they, they created psychiatry they created psychiatry they be, began to explore ideas of mental disorders the physical and psychological causes the stigmas that surrounds it how you persisted and what uh, treatments they could give to it but no matter how they tried to eradicate all of the stigmas it still persisted and it was more inhuman yeah it was so inhuman so bad as much as they strived to do it so time and time people began to evolve people began to learn people began to socialize they stopped distancing themselves but it took a while it took a long time and this was around the 18th to 19th century which i will call the enlightenment period this enlightenment period brought about a change where people were more humane to their approaches of mental illness we had people like philippine pine in france and william took in england these people advocated for humane treatment in asylums they they, uh, they agitated for moral treatment and while they did they gained prominence empathy therapy work socializations and everything for the patients 
they developed psychiatrists they developed medical specialty institutions better care for the mentally ill persons so with these guys we've come to the end of our first series on the history of mental health but need I remind you that I have not overruled the ideas of any of this period because each of this period marks significant shifts in how society perceived and treated mental health. And um, majorly, they were detailed, they were how they, they understood it to be at that time. They treated it as how they felt it should have been treated. They approached it to, to the best of their knowledge. But then, as I said earlier, we all evolve, we all should evolve, we all should learn because a more humane society is what we need. So until I come across you guys again next time, you keep listening, you keep evolving, you keep learning. That is very important. You keep learning and, you know, breaking barriers and boundaries. Until next time, again, I say, I remain your host and Jolaoluwa together we bring about good stories good ancient stories good age-old rituals we discuss about them we break it down to the best of our own very understanding thanks once again bye